today is on the Dino Dad chat. Okay, that last chord sucked, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> hi, Angelo. How are you doing today? Doing just fine, man. Doing yeah, just fine. Uh, I I appreciate you responding to my message. And I don't know who do you know who runs the Northwest comedy page? I have no idea. I I don't know, man. If I, it'd be like a long talk if I did did talk to you about it. It's like so okay. I, I I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather say. <laughs> okay. I just feel like it's I, I have no idea who it is and I, I sometimes think it's Robert Pitty, but I, I don't know. I feel like it's just some like ominous comedy person that decides what I, what posts and what doesn't, which is what they do. But uh, I was like glad. I was like, please, 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 please uh, let my little thing go through. Because you have to word in a way that, that is like, I'm doing this to help other folks. But, right. so, you responded, you are here, and mm-hmm. I like to ask this question first. It's a very right. deep, serious, internal question, kind of. Uh but who are you, Angelo Lazarte? I am a Filipino American stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, doing doing uh, open mics across the Puget Sound, and sometimes I'm um, right now I'm located near the Tacoma area. But from time to time, I go up to C- Seattle to do stuff, and including your rooms as well. Yes, uh, I remember because right? you you know you see people keep popping up, and you have that bright. Um, Bruce Lee outfit, which I love, and you, you, I, I told you to come, and then I was, I was like, oh, you came all. The, I was always surprised when people travel down from like Tacoma or Olympia, or people just show up from, you know, New York. I had a friend that was from L.A. that I met. Oh my goodness! Uh, and he didn't come up from L.A., but he, he's, he grew up in Whidbey, uh, and he said he was in town. I, I felt like my worlds of combined. It was so neat. And, you know, L.A. comedians often have a lot of energy. And, right. And, and Seattle, you know, we have good energy, but sometimes it can be a little flat at times. Not there's anything wrong with that. I like I like kind of the 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 the, the that style, too. But he just he, he knew that the room needed energy. And he goes, whoa, or whatever. He just was so, it, you know, I'm not going to lie. It must be all that weather that we've been having. It's usually just cloudy, dreary, and it's like, okay, back to reality. We're we're in Washington State. <laughs> well, well, I'm a therapist, and I say that almost every time, and everybody says, we know. I said, but, mm-hmm. but there's something you learn uh, regarding cognitive behavioral therapy called opposite to emotion. And so the idea is that you feel a certain way, and you try to do the opposite of that way. Because endorphins and all that stuff, and the dopamine increases. You know, right. it's kind of funny. It's like when my kids are are upset, I sometimes don't know what to do, so I just like make funny faces until they laugh. It's just really hard when they're really, really tough. Cannot tolerate it one bit. But it's interesting, absolutely, to see that. So, you, how long have you been doing comedy for? Um, technically, I've been doing comedy for around three years, but you know. The pandemic hit, and then I just stopped. <laughs> yeah, and, and that you know that always messes me up because especially when when Zoom shows were a thing, I I did like one two Zoom shows, and I was like, eh, I I actually like to get the the real feedback of the crowd, real feedback of other comedians laughing, mm-hmm. and 
<laughs> as much as Zoom, as much as I liked Zoom, those Zoom shows or like those Instagram Now shows, I, it just didn't feel the same for me. It really no, didn't. it doesn't. You know, my 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 ex wife, she what she did one night for my birthday actually, and these are good moments that we had good times together. Uh, mm-hmm. She uh, for my birthday, she it was during the pandemic. She contacted like a lot of my friends. And she kind of bought them all like a bottle of wine. And then she she paid for, or maybe that was part of the show, something interesting where they combined like wine tasting with uh, a, a virtual comedy show. And mm-hmm. uh, it was so strange. I mean, it, it was enjoyable because you could like message each other during the show. So you could kind of feel like you were laughing or comment. You could comment on uh, what the comedian was talking about. But when you were, when it was the first one I watched and, there was I can't remember the woman's name, but she had like one of those horns that goes like those clown horns that goes, Wah! and and then I felt I was like, is she talking about like her real feelings or is this is she you know it's kind of like projected therapy, but there is no audience, so you couldn't right. even laugh But there was like commentators with her that that were the wine people were talking to her, and they did have an opener who was really funny, but you could tell that she was you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's no, there's no laughter that she could hear. Right, so, right. It's just, yeah, but, but it was, still, it was all over the place. Yeah, but it was still something fun to do. I mean, you know, you, you, we, you made the best out of, out of that when you could. And I don't right. know, have I, have I, I don't know if I'd done a virtual mic yet. I, 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 cause I, I kind of started comedy way after that in 2020. And, um, right. But, well, I, no. The first, the first two years was me trying to dip my toes into like this one thing, whether or not I wanted to do it at other places. Mm-hmm. So those first two years, I, whenever I'm not focused on family or doing other stuff, I was doing like one mic a week, whether uh-huh. it be up in Tacoma at the Tacoma Comedy Club uh, right. in downtown, or most of the time I'd be spending my time in Olympia when, uh-huh. you know, I believe it was Sam Miller's Vomity when it, when ah, when comedy yeah it, there was a there's a little place called vomity at lavoyer uh-huh. and i was doing like three minutes every week it was not it was not exactly it was really dipping my toes into stuff i was not yeah. doing a deep dive into comedy until recently when things started to ease up a little bit and i was like i needed to get the hell out of this house I really yeah. to get out. Yeah, it, it yeah, it was uh like a two years of cabin fever and 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 doing your best not to not just hate everybody else but not to hate yourself. But right. uh and 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 you know, the thing I think about is that you know, I think comedians have started talking less about the president or I don't hear it as much, maybe I don't watch enough comedy shows any as much anymore. But I feel like now the new focus is talking about the pandemic and talking about all this, you know, I, I, I sense the pain and oh. how we are trying our best to, 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 to just enjoy ourselves a little more. Uh, and, 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 you know, uh, I, I, I get a sense too, that people do this thing where like, you know, I, I may have COVID symptoms, but if I check, right. it means I have to, you know, uh, accept the reality of this situation too so right i, I always feel like, like okay you know we're in a room full of people like what are what are the chances that somebody here has it and what does it mean but 
that's a whole other thing. But I do right. That's a whole that, other thing. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's if not- anything. If anything, the pandemic has probably did a lot. Has probably put a lot more problems than it did. Than did solve them, because all it did was just afford time for uh, for other people to think for a while, to like think for themselves yeah. for a while. We we all reflected. We all said, okay, what what is it that that my passion is, and why do I need to do this? Because I, you know, I remember mm-hmm. when I first went to the water wheel, and I. You know, I, I saw a sign there about open mic comedy before I, I kind of started running it. Mm. And I started to think, well, what if this happens again? You know, will I feel as if I didn't do this? Did, would I feel as if that I I will regret this? And I said, you know, I have, have to do this. I, I lived right down the street. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it's exactly as you're saying, like, you, you start developing your passions and figure out what, a new way to live, which I love that this, there's, you know, it does it, what, what does it seem to you that, that there's like a, that there's a rise in the comedy in Seattle? Oh, it, it definitely is. Yeah. Like, once I got back into the swing of things after doing uh, a comedy class in Super Funny Comedy Club, uh-huh. Nate Jackson's place. Yeah, I, I started to realize, you know, wow, things are opening up a little bit to the point where it's like, oh, you know, I'm seeing more rooms open up. We're trying to be careful here, mm-hmm. but we're trying to raise spirits here. We're, we're out here trying to give laughs, not get them. And, yeah. and the fact that I've been the fact that this has been like nearly a year since I started that class and I've been going around the Puget Sound area. I go I went as far as up to Everett, you know, uh-huh. at the com at the Tony V's garage. Yeah. I was like, man, good place. I really like, I really love do, doing this. I really love yeah. doing this. And so you were take, you've been taking classes. Are you, are you still taking classes there or? Um, well, recently I've been recently, uh, I've been going to open mics there every Tuesdays. It's, um, except recently because I've, I've, I've taken another workshop with Sam Miller Oh yeah! Oh, he's doing that too now. Cool. Yeah. He he he. Uh, um, didn't he like win the, um, the the, the Seattle? He was a fi- he was like runner up. Like last wow. year, he was a runner up to the Seattle International Comedy Fest. Well, that's 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 uh, notorious. I think in itself, you know, I think you you get uh, you get people start really paying attention. I mean, he ha- he has the look of somebody. I mean, I feel as if. He could play John C. Riley's brother or cousin. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. He kind of looks like he he can. Yeah. Oh I, I would love to see step brothers and then then like you know the 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 step brother that they didn't know about with him. They should make a sequel with uh, Sam Miller as that character. <laughs> right. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna start pitching it. Sam Miller. You. I have only I've never met him. I've only had messages with him. And people were telling me you should get him at the water wheel, and and you know it's kind of far. You to just honestly come. should. I, I, him I, I, I and try. Nate I Jackson try himself. Get... Pardon me. Him and Nate Jackson, you really should get those two up in the water wheel. I I don't know if they will come down to the water wheel. I've messaged them before. I think if it they 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 are at the point where they if they were in the area they would they might do it. But I think you know I potentially could look at them as uh, uh, uh coming to the shanghai room 
uh, right. as something because then they have an opportunity to to make a little money, which I think that that's the level that that they are at. Uh, and I, not that they wouldn't do open mics, but I think that they they would do them potentially as as a drop in. Or I mean, the other thing is is that that if I really was able to display like a full comedy crowd at the that at the water wheel uh that that would offer something i mean it's all about the buzz and i you know something happened that's water i mean if you get sam miller in the fact that he he does a lot of his promo there that alone you can get a bunch of tickets alone just getting sam miller yeah yeah i i may actually reach out to him what if do you think him and nate jackson would do it together Maybe. I'm not so sure because Nate, maybe Nate's also do, busy doing his own stuff. Like he's right right now. Currently, he's filming a movie. So. I bet. I bet he he uh, he he was on. Uh, I'd have, I haven't watched the episode, yeah. but uh, he was on that Curb Your Enthusiasm. And man, yep, with I, Larry I, David, I would love to meet Larry David. You know, when I when I, when I did a um, uh, uh, one of my first kind of comedy shows at the Water Wheel, did a showcase there. Maybe it was mm-hmm. another one, but. I, I wore like a, a blazer and wore my Yankee hat and my glasses. Oh my goodness. And my buddy was my buddy was like, <laughs> You look like like a young Larry David. And, <laughs> and then I uh, what I do is I, I would take my glasses off of my hat and I would say, Adam Sandler, Larry David. Adam Sandler, yeah. Larry David. Yeah. <laughs> uh but oh, yeah, man. comedy has been so much fun. And you know, I, I enjoy these conversations because um, I mean, I, I like some of the people that, that I do them with. I'm. I always say that if I do them with you, I won't forget you. But you, I, I, I know I'm not going to forget because I remember when you first came. He's already said it. Yeah, it was just so nice seeing you down at the water wheel, and um, I'm glad that you you did that. It was, you know, and now I've kind of got to talk to you more and see what a nice, smart, genuine person you are, and that's what I think plays through with. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen a lot of your comedy, but I, I imagine that 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 plays through as well. So right, so right. Thanks. Well, um, I know I definitely appreciate it. Uh, I yeah. thank you for giving me this opportunity here, man. Because well, I'm also looking for some work as well, believe it or not. Well, yeah, but of course. Um, right now I've been currently busy with trying to prepare for uh, a comedy club. A comedy contest at Super Funny Comedy Club. You've heard of um, Nate Jackson's Funniest Motherfucker contest, right? I I, I pay attention generally to what he's doing. I, I haven't seen a lot of it, but can you tell me about that? So currently, right now, he's um, the Super Funny Comedy Club is running a comedy contest called Funniest Motherfucker. Okay. Um, last year was great because last last year, I believe, in one of the the rounds, Macklemore showed up. Oh shit! I was like, "Yes, Macklemore showed up as a like a, as a guest judge," and I'm sitting here thinking, "Oh my god, this is crazy." So, in the best part about this was when I found out about this club was when I was talking with like a former therapist. So, and I, I really, I really wanted to dive into more deep into the economy. So there was a part of me that was like, "I need to get into that room somehow." So when his class showed up, I. I basically was like, no regrets. I I need to get my I need to go deep dive into this. Yeah. So now, fast forward a year later, I'm doing like a bunch of open mic spots there because I've been pulled up on the bucket every time. And I'm sitting here thinking, wait, I'm one of those sixty comedians that is competing in that competition. 
Yeah. And I don't know how in the world I'm one of those best comedians up there because every time I go to um, the Nates, it's, it's such a fun place. I'm so excited for you. You've worked hard at this. I know. Yeah. Take it in, man. Remember I'm a therapist too. (laughs) Just take it in, feel it, experience it. You know that, that I was thinking while you were saying that, that I want to put on, the Northwest comedy page. I want to do like a comedy night called what you say? The funniest motherfucker. I want to do the most depressing motherfucker. And, uh, <laughs> have, have, and make that a, co- a comedy contest about how, what are you, what are your most depressing things out there? Oh man, I have plenty. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have plenty. It would be, it'd be a painful night of comedy. That's what I call it. <laughs> Self, oh my goodness! Like there's self-deprecating comedy, and then there's like, then there's, I'm not gonna survive this comedy. <laughs> comedy. Oh man! Le- oh man! When I was when I was going up to water, the last time I was going up to water wheel, when I was trying to find parking around that area, I ended up getting a flat tire, and it, that really fucking sucked. <laughs> yes, you told me about that. That and I, that was was that the first time you came out. Or it was like maybe three, four times when you came out. You were probably in L.A. at the time when you were trying to perform out. I went up the water wheel, and I was going to meet up with Jeremiah Hughes, another fellow comedian. He's really good. Um, he's all the way up in um, the Aberdeen, all the way up in Aberdeen, which he's oh, man. Like, come as you he, are. And he's, and, he's tra- and he's been traveling a lot, and he's doing a lot of stuff. And he's he's a fellow competitor, but he's really he's he's a really really great dude. But when I, but when I went up to Waterloo, I was trying to find parking, but I never realized I hit the fucking sidewalk, and then I realized, oh, oh shoot, man. flat tire, and then I parked ne- next to the Midas shop, which was closed, and I was like, well, it, it's like it's it seems to me like God's trying to punish me for doing comedy right now because I'm sitting here thinking, no. all I can think of is is pure and utter pain. So when. When I was waiting for AAA to get there, I I just went into Waterville and told what happened. That yeah, you got to, and you know God wasn't trying to punish you. God was trying to give you material. <laughs> it, he was. It was a blessing in disguise, and God says, "I really want you to believe in me," because these atheists after the pandemic are taking over. Uh, and, it and, was and, one of his tests. Yeah, and those it was agnostics. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Agnostics just don't believe in anything. Is that correct? I I, I always get them confused with atheists. Atheists don't believe in God, and agnostics don't don't. They believe, believe in anything. God, but it's more like they don't know where, they don't exactly you know follow some sort of Christian dominion or or whatnot. Mm. And you know that's fine and all, but you know, for me at least, I I found God through comedy. Funnily enough. Well, that that's a whole other style of comedy that we can get <laughs> we uh uh we're not just gonna save you we're gonna save you Born right christian comedy is mm-hmm. now a thing and i um want to be ironic i'm pretty sh- when i'm there i'm pretty sure you're probably familiar with my bits but even then i'm like <laughs> yeah i'm 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 not holding any i'm not holding any uh um, backgrounds. I'm being honest with myself. Yeah, and that's the best thing. The truth will set you free. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, now we're getting a little deep, but it really, really can set you free. So, 
I want to ask you another thing because we're I you you wrote me a little bio. You mm-hmm. might you you are comfortable with me reading it, correct? Yep. All right. You, Angelo Lazarte was born in Guam to Filipino parents. Okay, so you're on a, a, a U.S. What what is Guam? A U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, territory. Territory, uh, and uh, you're an up and coming comic performing in open mics across Western Washington. You are oh shoot my computer decided to go off as I was reading this. Uh, you are a graduate of Nate Jackson Super Funny Comedy Class, and you have been in bar shows from time to time. You're a total geek, horrible at dating, and I want to hear about that maybe. And your non-existent sex life is most is mostly your life not having sex. Okay. Uh, yeah. And when you're not doing comedy, you're watching anime. I know about that. And you're reading manga for manga, mm-hmm. uh, playing video games, and spending your life as an Uber Eats driver. So, uh, which part of that do you want to address? <laughs> or what what interests you exactly? Okay. Uh, I mean, non-existent sex life is interesting, but we don't have to go there. Uh, I kind of want to hear about dating a little bit. I want to hear how what what how oh, man. Date that you went on. Oh, it's or not what, even dating. It's asking someone out or or getting to that point where we're asking someone out because I've never gotten to that point in my life. For 26 years of my life, I've never gotten to the point where I actually want to ask a girl out. You don't want to ask them out? You want them to ask you or out? I've gotten to the point, or I've gotten to the point where I, I have to ask it out because I'm a total, you know, I'm a total wimp. I'm a total coward when it comes to that stuff. Well, um, you know, there, you know, you just need to meet your match. There's probably total coward ladies out there that are waiting for total cowards. I mean, you know, I, I when I worked at the hospital, there right. was a, a young lady I was working with, and she literally, you know, it, you know, she was struggling with things, but but she would like turn her whole body weight and she'd just kind of whisper and talk like this. And I asked her, I said, "What is stopping you from?" participating in our groups here and she said Mm -hmm. it's just so awkward and i said like these kids are going through similar things and i said to her what if everybody told you they were awkward what if we started an awkward people's club and then she said i guess it wouldn't seem so awkward then so i started a a, a full you should call it you know coward dating club you know where us cowards that can't kind of muster the energy go up but so you 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 have you you have difficulty and we don't have to dive into this either you have difficulty kind of making the move but are there are there people that you you attempted to make the move there was this one girl in high school i i tell this as a bit but there was this one girl in high school i i i thought she was really cute at one point I'll, i'll tell the bit in full but i wrote love letters to her Oh, yeah. I didn't realize she was colorblind, so I. <laughs> the worst part about that was the fact that I was writing. It was in yellow piece. It was a. In a it was in yellow piece of paper, green ink. I. She oh, thought I was hitting her blank pieces. Green. Yep. Green is the color. Yep. Green ink and it's yellow piece of paper. It, she thought I was writing blank pieces of paper. Oh, it's like a red light, yellow light, green light situation. Okay. Oh. And and to add to that point, when she got like color 
correcting glasses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also found out she was dyslexic. And I'm sitting here thinking, fuck. <laughs> I am well, never going to date this girl. <laughs> because her friends told me that she was colorblind. Yeah. And I didn't pay attention whatsoever. Me and my ADHD brain. And it turns out um, the prerequisite of being a comedian is having ADHD. <laughs> Not paying attention. Well, you know, what I suggest you do as now I'm turning into life coach. Because therapists don't uh, give direct advice. Life coaches do. What mm-hmm. I suggest you do is go on that Craigslist thing and say, if you are an individual that went to this high school and are colorblind, I think you're cute. Might want to add in something else you like about her. And um, I'm a coward, but I'm a funny coward. And I, this is my first attempt at not being a coward. And I would love to meet you again. I uh, hate to break it to you, but, uh, I ha- I know her on Facebook, but I and I I hate to break it to you, but life happened. She's probably she's married right now. You know. Uh, well, there's <laughs> still there's still hey, look. People get divorced. Oh. oh I'm not I'm not planning on waiting for that. I'm not planning yeah. to wait for that. Well, I you, would rather meet someone new and and start off fresh. Well, you can point. still be her friend and then you, maybe she has other friends that are colorblind. You know, co- like it's a colorblind oh. people club. Oh. And then, and then, and then, like, like maybe she's one of those people that that that, like, will look at you and see that you're Filipino, and then she'll say, "I just don't see color." Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I would I say something about funny. that, but she's also Filipino, so. Oh. <laughs> well, then, then she definitely doesn't see color. She's definitely just, she's just she's just in, into it. Um. I, I will go a little longer than 30 minutes because we just kind of started talking. But right. um, so I don't know. You, you already told that. I don't know. If, it, you, it's funny because you, you told your bio and then you tell embarrassing story. Um, uh, so in the sixth grade, you're trying to focus on classes. OK, that ADHD thing that you yep. got to pay attention to your body and pissed yourself. Oh, I, I can have some empathy for you here. Yep. You go you go first about your peeing incident and then I'll go second about mine. Oh, this mine's is way, mine's way This wasn't worse. just a, this wasn't just an incident. This was multiple incidents. You peed like, yourself this, multiple times? Like in every fucking class I was trying to focus on trying to get trying to like focus on getting like the you know good results, right? For I, I've always hated the hall. That pass. was where you went wrong. Is that you're focusing yep. on getting good results? And what made it even worse was the fact that my parents were prom- like back in the days when it was when I was in the sixth grade. They were promising me a PS3, right? Mm-hmm. They told me if you get all A's, it doesn't matter if it's an A minus, A or A plus. If you get all A's in your classes, you get a mm-hmm. PS3. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, I so took that to heart. You PS3. That, you peed. You peed. Did you get the PS3 though? Nope. <laughs> I got one B plus. Oh man, your parents. I mean, I get it, but really, come on. You know, you know what happened? To, so, so I'll tell you two things. So mm-hmm. I can relate to this. I was in the, I think it was the third grade, right? And I don't remember what exactly what stopped. Oh, I know. 
the teacher was very strict about letting you go to the bathroom. And it's I told those her hall passes, right? It's so yeah. draconian. Yeah, and so she was a very strict. Her name was Ms. Clarkson. You know, I like aspects of her, but that part I didn't like. And I was sitting there, and I was like, I really got to pee. And I, I couldn't pee, and then I couldn't hold it anymore. So I peed all over myself. And oh, this, man. And then this young... I can relate. <laughs> well, I, mean, I guess everybody's a young lady in third grade. But this young lady, I won't say her last name, mm -hmm. but her first name was Amanda. Amanda, I don't know if she knew I peed all over myself. Maybe she did. Maybe. Oh. I don't know what it was. But she started to help me clean it up. My teacher oh. made me clean it all up. And <laughs> I sat there so embarrassed. And I... And I, I don't remember everybody kind of noticing or I don't re I don't remember how the response was because I didn't have to deal with all the shame from this. I thought this is something mm -hmm. that's gonna, this is going to like go on for the rest of my uh, uh, life until I'm an adult. And so I peed all over myself and she cleaned it up. She was very nice. And right. that was that. And now the other thing is, so I can relate to the peeing stuff. I, there was no, there was no promise of video. I mean, then. go ahead. I mean, for you, it's third grade. This was like in middle school, the beginning of middle school for me. Yeah, and weird. I thought to myself, I was potty trained, but it turns out I just hated having hall passes because they wanted to control your freaking body. The, what you do with your body and i'm not always in control with my body at that time they were time. just preparing you for covid and life they just knew that you would be like, controlled uh, by something beyond your ability i for for one thing i understood why they did it is because oh you might be working in an office space and you might not have time to go to the restroom but i'm saying you're thinking as a kid doesn't that just seems sound wrong i don't know like, they should make everybody wear diapers like the other part of it was the fact that it's like, yo, dude, if you don't have control in your body and you really need to use the restroom, go ahead and use it. And I that's know. what I don't understand. And that's, that's why I didn't do. understand those, those call passes. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, but that, but you think about that because, like, there's the like, I will go to meetings. I don't think I have to pee, but even though they told me just get up and go, you know, I'm still. I think it's just that fear of, of like, you know, it's a mix. Like, do I go? You're, do I or the fact that you're it? missing something out, right? Or, or, you're going to you know, miss something out. Or maybe, maybe there's that FOMO thing, but but I think that just just it, it, I don't like people knowing that I'm going to the bathroom because then I come back thinking they think about what I've done in there. I have like I it's really like this whole anxiety thing about I don't want to come back because. Whenever somebody says they got to go to the bathroom, all I think about is that they're sitting down or they're standing up and holding their penis or sitting down on the toilet. Right. And, and then I think, then I notice that they take a little bit longer and I think they're pooping. Or, <laughs> you know, what I, what I usually do is I just like go on my cell phone and play games for a little bit. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't tolerate these meetings about like, you know, let's please not waste paper anymore. Right. So, so I, I'll come back and I'll just, I, you know, somebody told me once that, you know, if anybody questions anything, just tell me of irritable bowel syndrome. It's a great excuse. I'm not going to lie. I thought of a, a whole tagline about all this. I now understand what a woman feels about her body, too, especially when I'm sitting here thinking I just needed to, you know, pee. Yeah, pee. I don't, Meanwhile, I, it's yeah. like, what the heck? <laughs> just laughing because we had now have had at least
least a two to three minute discussion about peeing. Yep. Peeing on a podcast. This is my next podcast. It's called Peeing and a Podcast, where you yep. can stop, we can pause while you go pee. That's my podcast. No. Or you can just listen to us talk about pee while you take a piss. We can go pee. <laughs> literally, we can go pee. I could bring my tablet into the bathroom and say I'm peeing. Here's, I'll say one last thing about peeing. I'm a sit-down mm-hmm. peer. I don't like to stand because I like to sit down on the potty and take a break. I just relax. because. And also, the thing is, is when you pee, you know, standing up, is that you got to, like, you got to really – I don't want to talk too much about it, but you got to – you got to – it's easier. It's, it's cleaner to sit down. You know what I mean? <laughs> I get it. But I, but I'm more of a, I'm someone who probably stands up and lift at least lifts the toilet seat. But you I know, at least have courtesy. <laughs> I lived in Korea, and and you maybe you know because you uh, you grew. Did you grow up? How long did you live in Guam? Oh, it was not that long, really. Okay, it was like five. The first big five years of my life, I was in Guam. My parents moved out for a good reason, though, because. Once a hurricane hit, and the, and then we realized how how bad poverty was there. We we had no other choice. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, Guam, it's it's a tiny, tiny place, and if you know there's an earthquake or you know the, you know tsunami, you're like, well, what's gonna I happen? Mean, to perfectly place? describe Guam for what it is. It's like Hawaii and Puerto Rico at the same time. It's paradise for the tourists, but it's poverty for for all the locals. But you should go back and uh, do an open mic there. I probably should. Or yeah, maybe I mean, do like a show there. I have, I mean, this is the things that you have like the cultural background. Like I would love to, to, to not perform in front of Jews. Cause I, I don't know if I would be good enough to do that, but I want to perform at, at Liberty university. And have you ever heard of Liberty? <laughs> no. So I grew up in Virginia, and Liberty University is a Southern Baptist school, but it's not just any. If you've heard of Jerry Falwell and Jerry Falwell Jr., uh, who's run yep. into his own issues, uh, it's a like a very uh, kind of a – I don't know if it's evangelist, but they're very, very Christian, and they're very much uh, wanting people to be saved. And I grew up in this town where I was constantly – I mean, constantly strong, but – I was told very frequently that I needed to be saved or I would be uh, damned after my die. And they just to convert me, but that wasn't going to happen. I don't know which, I mean, there are some Jews for Jesus, which are just, you know, (laughs) there's reformed Jews. And John Stewart said this in his book, naked pictures of famous people. Reformed Jews are just uh, Mm. like Christians with curly hair, but that's not the truth. Truth. It's, it's (laughs) It's Jews for Jesus. That are, are the real Christians with curly hair. Yeah. But but I want to perform because I I have no I've never had anything against like them at all, despite what, what I went through with experiencing, you know, moderate anti Semitic behavior. I would love to perform there and kind of bridge that gap and say, Hey, like let's figure out a way I can, I mean, there's so much pain that I can talk very, you know, in a humorous way about my experience and say, I still like you guys. You're just right. people that, that were brainwashed. And, you know, <laughs> now, now I want to brainwash you a little bit more with my perspective on it. And if you right. hate me after this, well, 
I have learned because I read the book, The Four Agreements, that everything you say is a projection of you and everything I say is a projection of me. So I own my shit mm-hmm. and you should own yours too. But if you don't, if you don't own it, you're still owning your bullshit. So I like you Southern Baptists and you Christians. <laughs> I love you. Well, to be fair, I'm Catholic. Oh and- shit. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, well, You're, in you, fairness, you have, the, you have even worse guilt. The thing is, Catholics are always like, we have so much in common with you Jews, and I'm doing a Jewish accent. We have so, it's, it's really ice. <laughs> we, have, we, have a, we, have a, we have so much common stuff with you. And I'm like, what's in mm-hmm. common? The guilt. And I, you know, I researched the guilt. And, I, and one of the, that's one of my jokes is that, mm-hmm. that uh, the commonality between Judaism and Catholicism is the guilt. One comes from a higher power, the other comes from your mother. Right. So, and I, and I, and it's true because, because Judaism isn't really like about guilt. It's about your mother guilting you into all sorts of stuff. And then, you know, I, I said, you're the Catholic guilt's a little bit more, you know, uh, serious. I think that it's even oh. worse. So stop, oh. stop, try, stop trying to have cultural appropriation of my guilt. My guilt's a lot better than yours. <laughs> oh man. I'm just oh, gonna man. leave it at that. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, now I crossed the line. I crossed the line. See, now it's not that. It's not the. It's not that it's the line. It's just like I would rather just make sure I keep my my all my pain to myself from well, time guess to time. What happens with... in the end? We all <laughs> die, and then we'll find out who the real god is. I bet there's like oh. five gods up there that are arguing. Like I like it's like a Jewish god, uh, mm. uh, a Jewish god. And a, a Catholic God, and uh, I'd walk into a bar, and uh, they—they they, I don't know what happens next. Could you finish that for me? Do you think you could? I don't know. Where Honestly, I have a different idea where this goes because I think there's just one God, but separate rooms for for separate religions. Separate rooms? Fuck that. There's probably separate rooms. For... <laughs> I want to. I've never dated a Jewish woman. You know. I've mm-hmm. never, I've never have, and uh, and I, and you, this happened when I, and I don't know why I'm talking about this, but I was in California, and this Orthodox rabbi was talking to me, mm-hmm. and he comes up to me, and he says, and I've said this before, every rabbi kind of talks like this. They say, oh, I don't know what it is. It's become a rabbi. Uh. I guess it's, I guess it's like you know, if you live in England long enough, you kind of develop a little accent there. Right, right, yeah, they talk like this because they all were raised together. And he says to me, and I'm telling him about what I've been going through with my divorce. And he says to me, You mm-hmm. know where you went wrong? And I said, Where you married a Catholic woman? And I said, okay. Oh, and then he says, You know why? And he said, In the Talmud, in the Talmud, it says, and it's a rule. That when a, when you are with a Jewish woman after there they have the you know the the menses the the, the and he's like the period where they bleed, and he said, and I was like yeah, and he's going yeah that thing, he said what happens is is that the woman has to clean herself out, and he said this to me, and it's like they have to clean themselves very very well. Like, oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! And he said, and then they oh. have to say a prayer. And then they have to say a prayer to God, the, the Jewish God or the Catholic God. Which one? You know, the Jewish oh. God. They have to pray. They're bending over themselves, praying. It's like oh yes. And then, 
and then they have to have sex with you. So you're not uh. like you're always gonna have sex. And I said, man, this religion is so fucked up. Oh man. So uh, what I'm point is is that it's just... in Judaism you have the Orthodox, actually the Hasidic Orthodox, then you have the Orthodox, mm-hmm. which don't have to wear the payases and the curly hair thing mm-hmm. on their side. And then you have the conservatives, and then you have the reform, and then you got me that just doesn't give a shit about any of that. But I do like Jews, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I I really don't again, I really don't try to push my own religious views on anyone. And the most oh, important it sounds part like is the... you are. It's that, that's the first step. That's the first step on pushing your own views. It's like I don't like to push my own views, but oh my god, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Okay, no. Okay, go ahead. I mean, for I mean, for all that is what we're talked about, I really enjoyed this conversation. Um, it right. feels like we no, went you're still a pushing different... your Catholicism on me. I, I feel the guilt. <laughs> <laughs> that, that I don't believe in a higher power yet. I mean, uh, I do believe, but I don't. I don't know what I believe, but I, I'm not guilty I mean, enough to care. I, I really do enjoy this conversation. It's just for me. It feels like I'm doing a lot more self-reflection nowadays <laughs> in regards to the comedy, in, to, yeah. in terms of what I've been dealing with. Because, yeah. man, through, besides the pandemic and all the stuff I've been talking about, it feels like I should be talking a lot more about what I am as a person. Like yeah, I like watching anime. Yeah, I like reading manga and whatnot. But there's there's more to it than just that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you know, the first manga I ever watched, and I don't know why we rented this, but I was with my best friend Travis, who I do a podcast with. I did a podcast with my best childhood friend Travis, which we haven't seen each other in years, but we watched Akira together. Right, and I'm so drawn into and, it, and we. Like, <laughs> And I remember this conversation we had a while back too. You, yeah. that was a really good. That's a really good anime, by the way. It's watch. amazing, and I know that they try. I mean, I think they still need to like. Actually, what they should do with Akira, I love that people pull these stories and make them into series. I would love to see that pulled into a series, kind of like Cowboy Bebop. That Cowboy Bebop uh, is a great. Oh movie. man, and it's a, and it's a uh, great animated series. I, I have mixed feelings about that. To, to be fair, I love the anime. To be fair, that's that's so unfair that you have to even say to be fair. Like if people was to say to be fair, they're just being unfair. Go ahead. Well, in my honest opinion, I honestly think that whatever they did with whatever Netflix did with the live action version of Cowboy Bebop, oh, I I'm mean, not talking the about actors that. were great. Oh, <laughs> I'm saying. What were you talking series. about? I think they should make a series. Like, did they make it into a series? Oh, you make Netflix? for back on Akira. Okay. Um, no, or, they haven't done Cowboy anything Bebop. on that. Yeah, but uh, yeah. The, now, Cowboy Bebop, it was done on Netflix. I have mixed feelings on that. What are your mixed Honestly, feelings on it? Let's let's go let's go deep into manga because manga might inform your comedy. You should you should. I have a story about a a a, 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 a teenager I grew up with who uh, I'll just say a boys were interested in because she was really like direct and kind of like not a bitch. But like you, you felt like like her anger, and she told mm-hmm. me once. She said, "Oh my goodness, all these boys are interested in me because I look like an." And she was, she was, uh, oh, uh, she was Chinese. <laughs> she said because they think I look like an anime character. They just want to fuck. Oh me. god! And I said, "Oh, you're you're so awesome." And she's like, "You?" And I said, oh. "No, I mean it because you're like the first girl that I feel like I'm your friend with." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm attracted yep. to you. Because, but I know I don't I know oh, that you're gonna like be like fuck you. I've 
I've I've had those same sentiments. I'm gonna look her up actually. I'm gonna look her up because I think she's a psychologist. I think I, I mean, looked her up anyway. I mean, to be fair, you if you wanted me to talk about the difference between that live action version of Cowboy Bebop and the anime, it just for me it felt like they were retelling the same story again. But the only reason why they wanted to distinct themselves that was the fact that they changed the ending completely, and it wasn't really true to what the 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 spirit of Cowboy Bebop is. You know. You know what they should make into an anime and do a really mm. good job of it is the Korean version of Old Boy. Oh, oh my goodness, that would be good. I mean, oh was, my I mean, I would love to see that one drawn out into the series and just really analyze like the, what I can't remember his character's name, but really because I didn't like care for the the Spike Lee version of that. I thought it was going to be directed by Quentin Tarantino, which I thought would have been really cool. But it was, <laughs> it was Spike. I mean, I mean, Spike. I mean, to be fair, he's a great. To be he's fair, amazing. he's a really great director. But it, but whatever someone tries to adapt it to a different culture, it just doesn't translate well to a good story. Like, well, it doesn't make sense because it's really Korean culture driven. You yeah, know? and that's the and that's part of the push for some of the stories. It's like, why would you want to do something again? Oh, westernized when we already know what the when most of the people who watched it know what the story is do you see the and, movie the host by any chance no you should watch it that's a great korean movie and it was so cool because okay. i lived in korea and it's on the han river which is like their like their um mississippi river basically the host right and let me see if i can put like that on my list mon- like there's so much pollution in the water which was mm-hmm. the kind of the point of the movie is like like pollution, but they but what happens is is like this monster develops because of all the pollution, mm-hmm. and then it starts eating people, and uh and it's a really good movie. And then I I took I was in an improv troupe in Korea called Seoul City Improv, which is mm-hmm. now a much bigger thing there now. And I was in there with just a few people, but but one of the guy, white actors cuz they always said we want to have at least one white actor in our, our things and and this guy that was in the improv group he's like yeah i was in the movie the host uh and i was the white soldier in there and i was like oh and i watched it and there's it's funny cuz you see this guy and it was just a quick scene where he gets eaten it's always funny mm-hmm. seeing those scenes but i mm-hmm. i recommend the host it was it was like a it was like a b horror movie but koreans do so the korean films do so well, I was gonna say so good. Is it so right? Good? So good. So well. So they're very great. I recommend the host. You, I think, based upon what I know about you, you would like that. Right, right. I have a question. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have another question. Have you ever seen Filipino comedy, stand-up comedy? Oh, you want to get into specifics with that, right? Because well, well, I interviewed um Eric Escobar, and I, you mm-hmm. may know him. Do you know mm-hmm. him? No, not really. <laughs> and I have a question, actually, because, and I think I want you to participate in this. So this is your opportunity here. Is that in October, in the Philippines, I have right. Zay Aquino, I have mm-hmm. Richie Armani, I have um, uh, Gunnar Israel, and I have Eric Escobar, who's coming up from California. And although she's not. Um, I found out she's not Filipino, but all the Filipino people. This is not because of me. Zane and other people. I just they just thought she was Filipino. Uh, I, everyone thought she was Filipino. Lynette, Lynette Manning. I asked if she's going to be the host, and she said, "Does it matter that I'm not Filipino?" And I said, 
Well, the fact that I've already asked you, it definitely does not matter. You are the host. Um, right. Would you like to be in it? It's oh in October. God. October? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely, you're, you're, man. You're hired. You're hired. I'm going to add you to the group chat and say that. Cause oh, I've been my thinking, goodness. Like, so you can be – I would like you to be the opener for it if you don't mind. Oh, my God. That sounds good, man. That Ten really minutes. Ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So work at it. Mm-hmm. Get good. You already are good. Type <laughs> 10 minutes. Don't use your phone if you can. That's fine if you do because uh, everybody does it. But I love it when comedians just get up there and do it. And I'll pay you. I'll pay you. Oh, my goodness. I Again, I appreciate it, man. Well, I like I really you. And I, I was already thinking it, but I, I realized that, hey, you know, it's a Filipino. It's Halloween, the Philippines, so you can wear your uh your uh Bruce Lee Bruce suit. Lee suit, or yeah. maybe I can actually actually get a Filipino jumpsuit for a change. <laughs> well, whatever you want, and I, I was asking about the Filipino comedy because I asked I asked Eric Escobar about this, and he told me a little bit more, and he said that Filipino comedy is, is or at least traditional one, is like where there's I think it was said a cross dresser or somebody will go on their stage or whatever and then uh first the audience kind of just insults them and then then the the performer gets to insult the audience and they said that like they love it they said it's so different because they get to say whatever they want oh my gosh it perfectly describes what filipino comedy is but i believe it's evolved for more than just that now um i believe it's gotten to the point where it's more you know, westernized. Now, like we're yeah. actually being honest with each other. The biggest influence for for Filipino comedians nowadays is actually, yeah. you know, it's besides Joe Coy, but prior to, to Joe, it was um, George Carlin. George was the big influence. Do you know? You don't know this because I'm telling you. The first stand-up comedian I ever saw when I was 14 or 15 years old was in Vegas. And my parents brought me to see George Carlin. Oh, my God. And he was the first live comedian I ever saw. 14 years old, and you watched Carlin, man. And it changed my experience of comedy forever. And I remember one story that he told. He Mm -hmm. was talking about how, like, they should build a giant wall around, like, a state like Colorado. (laughs) And then he said, you put all the rapists, the, and this is his, he said, like all the murderers and, and just all the people that have committed everyone in Colorado. And then you take a tiny door and you tell them to get out of it. And he said, they will all trample each other is what I remember. It was something to that extent. And it got such a laugh. And I was sitting right up front, (laughs) right up front. He was so fucking good oh, and he, did his, he did his seven dirty words joke he did it so well because he had done it so many times but he did it so well and but here's one thing i remember i remember his opener mm-hmm. and it was a guy who played guitar i don't remember right. his name but i do remember he told this joke and he said he said and he said i'm gonna pretend i'm a drunk comedian and oh. he started saying why why don't seagulls live by the bay? And the audience goes, why? why? Because if they live by the bay, they'd be called bagels. 
Oh, <laughs> and I and I laughed so hard because I'm Jewish and I love bagels. Just the fact oh, that he man. said bagels made me laugh. And um, that's a joke I want to steal. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if Carlin were, were alive, any if he learned multiple languages, those seven words you can hear on TV would be expanded upon greatly. What are the seven words? Fuck shit, cock. I'm gonna look it cock, up real quick. Cocksucker. T- yeah, fuck seven, shit, cocksucker, tits. words, George. Oh, here we go. It comes right up. Seven dirty words. Uh, you can't say. I don't know where is it. Okay. Um. All right. I'll look seven. it up with you too. All right, let's look it up. Okay. Oh man, there's a whole Wikipedia page. Holy shit! Shit, piss, fuck, cut, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. Tits. Man. Things have uh, definitely digressed since then. Oh, dude, it's also gotten multilingual too. Oh, can you do you do you speak Filipino? Tagalog? Well, I only know Tagalog? Dick and Pussy. Sorry. I know Dick and Pussy in Tagalog. Are you allowed to say them? I mean, sure. If you don't want this to be on podcast, I'll do it. I'm gonna send it to the Philippines. I will. <laughs> Hey, if you want to play the penis game, if you want to play the penis game in the Philippines and scream penis as loud as you can in Tagalog, sure, go ahead, be my guest. Let's do it. it. What's Tagalog for penis? Uh, Titi. Titi. (laughs) Great. Now I have dicks all over my ears. Now (laughs) you know. You know what it is in Italian? No, what is it? Or Spanish? Penis? You know what it is? Uh, no. The only. Chris what I know in Italian would be cazzo, like fuck. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's penne. So I oh, would penne. always say, my, one of my friends, he's from Argentina, and I say, I'd like some penne pasta, please. Oh, penis pasta? <laughs> because cause penne is a type of pasta. It's The difference is, is that penne pasta is spelled with two N's, and penne right. pasta penis is spelled with one N. Penne. <laughs> I'd like some penne pasta, please. And then, actually, I, I once, like, uh, I always sell them, uh, what is it, penne and la carne, I don't know, penis in the meat? Oh, no, oh, I say batir la carne. Penne la carne. I, I know, batir, do you know what batir means? Batir? No. Again. To beat, to, beat, oh, to beat the meat. And I would say batir. that in my Spanish class. I would say batir la carne. <laughs> la no, batir el carne, because car, it's masculine. If it was okay. Karna, Karna like, is female meat. Karna would be female meat. Oh my! Again, those seven words you don't say on TV has greatly, you know, expanded to multi-language stuff because it's at the point where it's like, if I want to learn a language, I might as well learn what to not say. <laughs> you know, I like to pay attention when certain comedians die. I did this before I hosted, I mm-hmm. and nobody really got it at the when I was at the water wheel, and I said Norm Macdonald just died. So I and I don't remember what joke I told. I just remember I picked one that was short, and I told mm-hmm. his jokes, and I said I have to do this. And I I've tried to honor comedian people. I don't know. I did a, a Betty White night. Oh, I remember that. Were you there? I believe I, like I was. Were, yeah, yeah, I, I was feel there. Like you were there. I think that was your first night. I did the Betty White night, and then I did a little like a little montage video, and I played the Golden Girls theme song and added memes in. And then I did a Danny, or not a Danny Tanner, a Bob Saget night. Oh, and I, dead. I, I, you know what I haven't done is a, um, a Gilbert Godfrey night. Oh, you probably should. Hi, this is Gilbert Godfrey. You know, 
Right. Oh so, yeah, I remember on that night. I I remember doing Stevie Wonder in that time, and you just played Stevie. <laughs> Isn't she lovely? Oh yeah, I, I did. I used it. I it's so see. I like playing music between acts, but I hate sitting there because I I like to walk around and greet people, and I I want I want I, I wish it. I could hire like a DJ just to do. You want to be my DJ one night? You have to sit there the whole fucking time. It's kind and of and play music after every after every set. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can still get up and perform. You just have to like play music music the whole time. I, I'm trying to figure out another way to do it so I don't have to sit there anymore. It's so cheap at I mean, the water wheel. So I, so cheap. They won't. Hey, but you know, it's getting you're getting comedians time. That's all it matters, and I actually like that. So well, I, I you know and every now and again I I you know like like to, on on uh this Wednesday. You know, mm-hmm. I you know John Banning. It's been a while since I've been up there, so you no. Know, do you know? Do you know? So John Banning usually comes like every week, and he always performs at the end of the night. But mm-hmm. he's kind of he seems like he, I don't know who he's friends with. I don't. I, but he seems to get along well with Jason McBride, who's the feature this week. And gotcha. I I I always think about people who come there regularly, and I want to give them time. And I kept thinking, oh, well, Jason McBride deserves it. He always comes up here. And then I also thought, well, John Banning deserves it. He always comes here, too. And so I told John Banning, you get seven minutes and you get to go before Jason because you two seem to work well together. So every now and again, I try to like make it where I try to be as fair as I can. Right. Because you know? I, 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 I think about these things and I want I want to I want. I want people to notice you guys. I want people to pay attention because it's not, it's not right. And I'm so into creating community. I mean, I talk about this a lot. I, I, and I, I, I feel so strongly. I don't, I don't, I don't know how I create a buzz about that, but my whole life purpose is making sure other people um, have a voice. And I mean, I, I, I sometimes get teary eyed about it because Last week at the water wheel, you know, I, I've been getting different. This is kind of serious. I get different messages sometimes about, for, sometimes from, from women about mm-hmm. things that they've experienced uh, at different mics. Not at mine, as far as I know. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't like people feeling harassed. I don't like people feeling uncomfortable due to comedy. I know that that happens. And I, I was a bit intense but I said, look, there's been too many. One, one is too much, but I've won too many women in particular that have told me different things. And nobody feel that. And then the other thing. I was, get it. Yeah. But the other thing was about jokes that made them feel uncomfortable. And I said, you know, there have been people who left the bar. And I said, this bar is about making money. And if people are getting up to leave, it's a problem. And so I, I don't, it. I don't care, but I don't care though. If like people try out comedy, I just want you to be able to have feedback and I want people to, to have some self-awareness and boundaries and just learn from it. If you can't, and I said, if you can't take feedback, get the fuck out of my bar. And, right. Um, and so that's important. Hey, I, I've, I've been guilty of doing some of those jokes itself. Like, well, I've but, had I don't a... mi- but I don't mind. The thing is, is that I, you know, I, I whatever, I don't mind. Because you you're learning from it, and I don't care about that. I don't care if you learn, because we all make we all have, have had 
things happen to us. We all have done things. I mean, I've we've said, all said something that might have offended offended yeah, someone, mean, and I've I mean, and like, I get it. Like, watch Norm. If you haven't watched it, watch Norm Macdonald's uh, Netflix special because he talks about this. And, and this is on his final special, right? Well, and he looks- knew he was gonna die, and he's just like, "Fuck it." It seemed like he's like, "I'm gonna say all this stuff," but he says it in a way of like, "This is what we used to be able to say, and this is what mm-hmm. we're not able to say now." All right, mm-hmm. we it has been an hour, which I went more than I I, I intended, I but pre- I I enjoyed I our love conversation this. so much. It was fun to talk to you, and um, I do want to hear about your goals real quick. What are your goals? Right now, currently, um, for maybe the next five years, when, when I'm when I'm doing more comedy, I'm gonna get to the point where I I'm gonna be good enough to at least feature or maybe even headline. I'm giving myself five years on that time. I hope it's before then. And what I I highly suggest is getting out of Washington. Oh yeah, I've I've I have a good idea for how What's your idea? I'm gonna go with this. Do you have, do you want to share your idea? or You want to keep it to yourself? Um, the idea is um, there will be a moment where I probably might do stuff around Portland or maybe up in Van, in the BC area in Vancouver, BC. Hey, so in a few uh, weeks, I'm, uh, in a few weeks, I'm I think I'm planning on going to Portland. I'm gonna buy a train ticket and go down there, and we should be in touch if you want to do it. I know a few Sounds people good. down there. I know Zane Thomas. Uh, Kyle you know Ike's. I know I know Kyle, but he, do you know a guy named Ike's Chambers? Uh, it sounds familiar. And then I know, uh, I know another guy who is, who's kind of, he's working on it, but I, he's such a nice guy. He actually came up for my New York comedy night. His name's Will Hoffman. And he, you know, he's, 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 he's 25, but he's so wise. And he, he's just, you know, I, I love meeting people that offer me just an ear because I like to talk. Absolutely. I mean, again, um, message me when something else comes up, man. Yeah, I'd love to go down. Let's stay in touch. I I really enjoyed this conversation. I really like it. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. You don't mind if I do a little bit of tags on what's been going on with my life, right? Pardon me? Just tags. You know, I already told you about what's happening with with my uh, comedy. Do you want me to just... uh, I forgot uh, to add a plug. You get the plug stuff. Gotcha. All right. So, as of this recording right now, I'm going to be doing a... A showcase this Friday, as of this recording, mm-hmm. um, at Sam Miller's um workshop um showcase. It's gonna be in uh Capitol Mall, and I believe I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm believe it or not, I'm actually gonna be um headlining. I'm basically closing out the show there. Yeah. Uh, for um this Saturday, I'm also gonna be hosting a little young Mike at the Duval uh, or Duval. Yep. DuPont, the young, DuPont. it's a young Mike. Yep, DuPont. It's not at Ferrelli's. It's, I believe, in a little pizza place called Brewski's. Um, hosting oh, cool. that one. Uh-huh. And then, as always, uh, I'm also doing the funniest motherfucker contest. I'm in the fifth heat with really good comedians next week on Wednesday. That's in regards to comedy so far. I do have my own podcast. It's called the Comedian Week Podcast. Yeah, it's also and I want to be on it. I'll definitely invite you when the time comes. Oh yeah, and I I'll... have to earn. I have to earn it still. <laughs> and I'm also trying to figure out what to do with that show too. So again, uh, yeah. I'll call. I'll call up when when I feel like the time is right. 
Yeah, I'll watch enough manga or manga to, to get on there. I know about uh, what's it called? Uh, One Piece. How much? How how far are you into that? I've never read. In terms it, of the anime, I, but I, but here's the thing, and you know how I learned about it. I used to work at a school for kids who had uh, autism and ADHD. And this one mm-hmm. kid came in. And he was always like, "Have you read One Piece?" I bought the book, and actually, I think no, I didn't. No, no, no. It was in Korea that they told me about One Piece. And, okay, they, and, you bought and, like a first volume, right? What I did the was because so so they had a curriculum in Korea, and I'll be brief here. They had a curriculum in Korea where I had to like teach from whatever, teach them English, and I didn't understand how to pl- explain why. C sometimes is a C sound and K and K is just a K sound, but C can sometimes be K. They had the explanation there and it sucks. So I said, fuck this. I'm buying y'all comic books. I bought them all comic books. I bought the Simpsons comic books for the class. I bought manga comic books. I think it was One Piece because a kid told me he liked that. Mm-hmm. And I said, we're going to read this stuff. And then my, my, my boss came in the room and said, Oh Noah, and I don't mean I want to do a Korean accent, but <laughs> she said what? <laughs> but she said Noah, what what are you doing? And she and I and I said, well, I'm teaching them like English based upon what is American English, and they said, no, 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 you have to teach them curriculum. And I said, that's stupid. Like I'm not even interested in this. So I tried, and then then I, I kept trying to sneak. But the thing is that they have CCTV, which is closed circuited TV, where they're watching you. Oh my you god! Do. And I said, were you trying to out, teach English man. to these kids? Yeah, I taught English to these teenagers. Ah, and you bought them comics for it. You know, to be fair, that's you know that's just another way for people to learn. Yeah, well, Uh, they they liked it, but the but uh, teachers did. Teachers did. (laughs) The bosses didn't. Okay, so thank you so much for being on this. I'm gonna end with a little song. I don't mind that we went over this went so fast. Because you're so, I mean, I just feel very comfortable talking to you. I recognized that last week when we were on the phone. Or Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, go ahead. That I really, again, I really love and appreciate the, that we had this conversation, and I'm glad you've brought me into this podcast. Yeah. And that, no, that maybe you will be the only one who ever hears. I will promote it, and you should too. Actually, I'm going to send it to my. Um, I told you my helper who 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 lives in the Philippines, she will mm-hmm. appreciate this. Um, um, she's she's such a, a nice, nice person. She goes by Watts, and you can look her stuff up on YouTube. I, I, gotcha. I She's really, really sweet. I actually wanted her to do like a FaceTime from uh, the Philippines, and she owns her own pizza restaurant there, and she oh works hard. And her husband is a chef. Like he's actually a real like sh- like chef chef, not just like a, like a, you know, chef at like, right burger burger master but he but um you know you know the life and and growing up in the philippines i imagine is can be very difficult but she's finding her way and so uh she will help i'm sure she would just do it and help promote stuff because um and once i get to a place i'm gonna get her to help me again because she was so great Gotcha. Um, and again, yeah. I'm holding you to that show. I'm yeah, you October. It's, a, it's like it's the, it's, that's why I call it. It's the week week of Halloween. So the Halloween in the Philippines. I'm gonna add you to the group chat and say, Angela Zarte is gonna open, and uh, I think we got a great great group of uh, comedians. Eric Escobar is gonna headline. Uh, he's coming up from L.A. He like no, he's travels all over. So you're in a, you're, you're in like a really great show. And our non-Filipino host, Lynette, 
uh, who... I'm pretty sure she's Filipino. <laughs> I think it's going to be hilarious because people are going to think she's Filipino, and I don't even know her ethnicity. I didn't ask because I felt weird about it. But um, I think oh, I already know. She told she told me. What is she? She's, she is Filipino. It's just that she was born in like like mainland America for most of her. Oh time. well, that's good. That's fine. That's fine. She's gonna be a great. Ho- I mean, it doesn't matter. It would have been fine anyway if she was like you know, like I don't know what anything. I don't care. She's she's funny. I've I've never met her in person, but I've seen her videos, and she's funny, and she's has a, such a positive. Uh, uh, you know. Oh, uh, she she really she, is funny. She seems she seems great, and and all the comedians do. Like that's the one thing. Zane is great. Gunner, Gunner. Oh man, you oh, know, I, I talk about hugs, and he gives good hugs. Um, <laughs> he does. I've been in so yep. much like pain lately that that whenever I get a hug, I take it, and uh, he gives good hugs. He gets absolutely. It. So uh, I'll give you a hug the next time we see you. So I'm gonna finish up before we get to seventy minutes. We probably will but I'm going to try to play a song. Yeah, thank you so much, and I'll give you a little call after this. Thank you. Oh, shit. Let's just do this. Let's just do Chris Cornell. <laughs> I walk the streets of Japan because I like Angelo Lazarte. Thank you for being on the show. Have a wonderful evening. And toodles and oodles of kamboodles. Do you want to say something else? Thank you for having me on the podcast and see you guys around. All right. Cheers.